O God, who lights the first sparks of wonder in the human soul, grant that we may exist to create a more beautiful world and to shine together as lights in the dark. Amen. Please be seated. Hello, everyone. My name is Jacob Vito. I'm a longtime St. Paul's member and a camper and staff member at Sheldon Calvary Camp. This upcoming year will most likely be my 12th there, so needless to say, I've got a bit of experience. But instead of immediately recounting my tales of massive capture the flag games or impromptu talent shows before I try and sell you or your kids or your grandkids on anything this Calvary Camp weekend, I think it makes sense to first look at the story of the gospel today. There's a lot packed into today's gospel reading. In Matthew, it's when Jesus really begins his preaching. It's also when he picks up his first disciples. James and John, Simon, Peter, and Andrew, Jesus offers them a promise. And they all drop their former lives to follow him in his work. Reading that, I'll admit, I'm a little jealous of them. They were lucky. They got their godly message directly from the source. Their command from heaven literally just walked up to them and spoke. If only it were so easy for the rest of us. I often wish that God would make it easy for me. That he would just walk up on the street and speak to me. It would make everything so much simpler. It would make ethics and morals concrete. To know right and wrong. To know anything at all. All one would need to do is ask a question with your hands pointed upward and wait for the booming voice. Feed the poor. Give to those in need. Tomorrow we'll have light showers until noon. (laughs) Easy, right? In my experience, it doesn't usually work that way. I've never had a time where God simply spoke to me like that. However, that's not to say I've had an absence of his presence. In fact, in my experience, God doesn't speak to me using words. He speaks using experiences. He speaks through chance encounters on the street. He speaks through feelings you get late at night when the world's fallen asleep. Sometimes, it can feel like God is speaking through the smallest of things. Sometimes it can feel like he's speaking through a single moment. So, Knowing that, let's begin. On Friday nights at Sheldon Calvary Camp, emotions often run high. It's the last full day that any of the campers in attendance are going to have there in the summer. Many try to indulge in some final moments of the camp experience as the sun begins to set. Some play games, some sing songs. During my last year as a camper, I was part of a tear-filled marathon of the 2005 hit single, Hey There, Delilah. It's a long story. But as the day ends and the sun begins to inch ever closer towards the horizon, we at camp have a church service. It's often a welcome break from the controlled chaos of the day. And even though we hold Compline at least twice a week, Friday Night Chapel is still an undeniably unique and an undeniably profound experience. 
To be fair, it's not quite like most church services. We pair the Book of Common Prayer with a book of camp songs. We bring out a quartet of jangly guitars, a piano, and a tambourine for instruments. Our choir is made up of 200 dirty kids who haven't showered the whole week in their counselors. It is a wholly unique experience, and unlike anything I have been to before or since, but going there somehow feels like Christianity in its raw form. A group of people gathering, singing, reflecting on what's happened, and thinking about what's to come. Going past the upfront abnormalities, the service itself follows a mostly traditional rhythm. His campers and counselors stream into the chapel one by one, holding hands in long lines of people. The sun finally begins to set against both Lake Erie and the stained glass cross that makes up the back of the wall. There is an opening hymn, lessons, a gospel, a sermon, prayers of the people, with an additional song sprinkled between each regular beat of the service. We do a lot of singing at Sheldon Calvary Camp. At this point, we've probably gone through some of my personal favorites. Day is done, less of me, seek ye first. Admittedly, we've all been screaming them at the top of our lungs because many of us know that it's the last time we'll sing them that week and many more of us know it's the last time we'll sing them that year. Naturally, everyone there is, to put it nicely, an emotional train wreck. <laughs> By this point, at least half of the room is in tears. I was. Camp means a lot to a lot of different people, and leaving it sometimes feels like its own form of loss. Then, Leslie, the rector who is leading the service, pulls the whole experience back into focus and calls out to us as loud as she can, the peace of the Lord be always with you, and then the real chaos starts. I've never timed it, but peace at Sheldon Calvary Camp is an experience that probably lasts around 30 minutes. We're all bawling our eyes out. When Leslie says it, we pile into the center of the aisle, hugging everyone we know and everyone we don't in this moment of sheer, pure vulnerability. And as we very, very slowly regain our composure, we move back into the service. The staff sing the presentation hymn. We move through a communion with freshly baked bread. And from there, the service begins to diverge. We cycle through the communion stations, moving through seas of people back to our seats. But as we do so, each person is handed a little candle. It's no larger than your palm of your hand, no thicker than a finger, but every camper and counselor gets one. Finally, once we've all had the Eucharist and sat back down in our seats, the lights slowly begin to dim. Then, as the room becomes totally dark, lit only by the moon against the water and the pair of candles illuminating the altar, Leslie walks forward, and in that silence, says something like this. In the beginning, there was darkness. I imagine many of you have heard that before. 
It's the start of the Old Testament, the beginning of the Bible. However, that darkness does not last for very long. God says unto it, let there be light, and then there was light. There would come from that one light to be billions, each shining brightly in someone's heart. But it is not always easy to keep that light shining. Sometimes we have bad days. Sometimes it feels like all the light in the world has gone out. But in those bad days, our friends, our family, our loved ones, they can keep the light we have shining. So even when the night is dark, even when the moon is gone, we too can ourselves be a light for others. We can be a light for the world. She then reaches up towards the altar torch and lights the small candle in her hand. She walks forward to one of the eight-year-olds in cabin one and uses her candle to light theirs. Then he lights the person next to him and the one next to them and so on and so forth, each person passing that little light and life to those around them. Soon, the whole chapel is filled with a thousand little shining lights, each shining bright, bringing light to the world around them. The room at this point is entirely still, every person just basking in the awe and the majesty of that candlelight. It's like watching a star being born. It's beautiful. But then... The silence of the room slowly fades as the guitars start to play a new set of chords. It's the only song not in any Calvary Camp songbook, and it is one of the most beautiful experiences I have had the honor to sing. It starts as a hum, slowly growing and growing like the light from all those thousand little candles, until it begins and 300 voices softly sing a song of praise. sends me my message from God. It is that, that brief flash of light and song and human bodies huddled together in the dark of night has stuck with me all these years. It's the kind of experience that convinces you that there is a God and that the greatest thing that any of us can do to acknowledge that is to give care and respect and compassion towards everyone, with no exceptions. It's the kind of experience that shows you that even if the world is broken, even if we are hatefully divided by these imaginary lines in the sand that we've drawn for ourselves, there is a solution. 
It's not written down. There's no list simply spoken at you for you to follow. But really, it's rather easy. It's to love. To love the sinner without judgment and to love the saint without hesitation. To love our neighbors close and those far away that we build walls to separate ourselves from. To love the persecuted and the downtrodden when no one else will give them anything. The only real way to be the change you wish to see in the world is to ask yourself a simple question. Does my action take away love from the world or multiply it? In an age where many forget that lesson, I can't think of a better reason to go to Sheldon Calvary Camp, to send your kids there or your grandkids or any child that needs to be reminded that someone loves them, flaws and all, and that they are enough. Because in the end, when everything we thought we knew falls away, it will be our love that saves us. Amen. Please stand and let us say together the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God.